What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is our weekly retro Sunday Night Heat review show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, and joining me via Zoom chat each week, my main roster mate, somebody who was probably at a couple of these Attitude Era shows, Mr. Jose Oseguera. How's everybody doing out there? How are you doing, Mrs. Smith? I'm doing good, man. It is hot out there. It is summertime, uh, and nobody can leave their houses. So in San Francisco, that means you're in a stuffy apartment with no air conditioning. Yeah, because we usually only see two or three 90-plus 90, 90 degree days. And uh, it, it's hot outside. It's hot in here, and it was hot. It's humid. In my computer because I was watching too much stuff, and then I had to watch Sunday Night Heat. But for some reason, it's all hot because we're about to review Sunday Night Heat, Episode 3. Um, it took place actually 22 years ago. Well, I guess this is getting uploaded Monday, so yesterday. So 22 years ago in a day. We'll we'll get a, we'll be a little bit better about that in the future, but you know, nonetheless, twenty two oh, years ago, episode day. four was this episode four? Yeah, three was last week. Holy shnikes! It's three for us because we skipped one. Which, wait, what? 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 Yeah, we skipped the week. Remember? No, we didn't. Did we? Oh, not? oh well, what happened was we didn't skip a week. We did episode two a week after. Remember? So we did a week of the Sunday Night Heat review. Then we did a top 10 list. And so guys, if you haven't seen that top 10 <laughs> right. list, uh, it's the top 10 wrestling cameos in television shows that me and actually Jose, you joined me in uh, with that countdown for. So go check that out. The link is hopefully on this screen right here. Hopefully I learned how to do that by now on YouTube. I'm new to YouTube, so I'm learning. Um, yeah, click it. Watch it. After this, though, I mean, well, click. You know what I would do? Click, right click. Uh, save uh, in other tab or open another tab and mm-hmm. then click stop pause so then you have it all just all queued up and ready to go in fact yeah. watch those commercials real quick too and then watch it after you watch this nonetheless um, I don't know what I was talking about before that but Sunday Night <laughs> Heat episode 4 or episode 3 episode, it's episode 3 it's episode three. Yes. Uh, episode three taking place uh, April 16th, 1998. Uh, each week. Um, let's see. I don't know where. I think I was getting ready for like fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, fifth grade because 99 into 2000 was uh, sixth grade. I think I just. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just getting ready for fifth grade. And it's a time of my life. I'm probably playing tech and tag tournament because that's a game I got on my fifth grade graduation. Yeah, around this time I was learning about girls. Oh, oh my! Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about girls. Uh, I guess I mean I, I was in that era where they were like, "You need to teach the kids about sex in third grade," and I was the practice generation. <laughs> Look how mm-hmm. well we came out. Nice. Um, so, nonetheless, uh, I was playing tech and tag tournament. I was watching Sunday Night Heat. I was probably watching this episode live um, after I took the garbage out or something. You know. I don't know. I was a kid. What time did this come on? Do you remember? 8 o'clock? 7 o'clock? 8 o'clock, right? I believe 8 o'clock because they mentioned uh, Pacific Blue is on after this, followed by... uh, Silk silk stockings? Oh, God. Silk Silk stockings? No, silk silk stockings. And then La Femme Nikita. You got to get the help of La Femme. It's it's just not heat. Yeah. Uh, Well, nonetheless, let's not waste any more time, Uh, JR. Let's... Yeah, JR, stop inhabiting our bodies with your voodoo magic from miles and miles away. Uh, let's talk about uh, Sunday Night Heat, shall we? From, like yes. I said, August 16th, 1998. Uh, we kicked it off with a recap of the Monday Night Raw from the week before. Uh, so, 
Uh, the whole story is is that um, Mick, uh, the Undertaker has been dressing like Kane th- two too many times, three too many times. I believe it's two. Enough times for Vince to be convinced that Taker is Kane under that mask. I mean, it. I mean, it looks pretty. But then I was like, I started looking at Kane in that mask. I was like, that's obviously Glenn Jacobs right there. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but we know the spoilers, though. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Back uh, then, when we were kids, dude, we really know. I was like, no. What, are they? Well, then how are they both? Anyways. Uh, well, no, because they were in the same place at one point. The, uh, Kane was inside the locker locker room? No, I'm talking while about, Undertaker like, was walking with him. isn't oh, Kane, well, Kane, match together. Kane debuted in the WWE, like, in the WWF, <clears throat> going after Undertaker. Yeah, and like, they went the, through that whole feud, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. They, they're obviously not the same person, but Vince McMahon is convinced of that. And uh, we actually have new tag team champions. Uh, Mankind yes, and Kane do. won the titles after Kane chokeslammed Taker for the pin. Uh, it just kind of happened all of a sudden. It's funny. It's one of those times you look back and it's just like, wow, Undertaker just randomly got pinned on a Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and Mick Foley did look kind of, you know, lazadaisical while the pin was getting made. Well, he's, kind of he's also like, eh, he's also not win. trusting uh, Kane either, so he's trying to stay mm-hmm. away from Kane, which is weird because he still hangs out with Paul Bear, and but he also has an alliance with Mister McMahon. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll see that in Survivor Series '99, which we'll eventually get to, like in a year next from year. Uh, yeah, next year, 2021. Stick around with if us. You keep this up. We'll we'll see you next year. You know, you know what you guys should do. You guys should go and there's like a <laughs> merch store that we sell our shirts. Keep yeah. us funded. You know, teespring.com slash whatever the link is down below. Click it, like it, love it, buy it. Okay, so uh, Shane McMahon, he's still on commentary. We're still on uh, Shane Watch, day number three. Shane's a real douche on commentary, isn't he? Shane, okay. Shane is the (laughs) the stereotypical rich, like snobby kid, like who doesn't, like who doesn't get anything. Like he buys, you know what I mean? And I guess that's the character they were trying to go for. Is this before or after the Connecticut cluster? Remember his, his boys, his, Oh, you mean the mean street posse? Yeah, yeah, and this yeah, yeah. is pre Mean Street Posse. Okay, this, so is, this is like this the, is the Shane McMahon. Yo, this is Shane McMahon's debut, pretty much as this character for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, at least the past couple of months, debuting as Vince McMahon's son. You know what I mean? The heir to the throne of the WWF. Fed- I don't know why I'm looking over here. Sorry, um, <laughs> the heir to the throne of the WWF. So I mean. He's still on commentary. I don't know when he's taking off. So, like I said, we're still on Shane Watch. Shane Watch 2020 or 1998, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 98. Uh, then we kick it off with our first match of the night. Uh, Kane and Mankind, they're defending their tag team, their newly won tag team titles against LOD 2000. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Is it LOD 2000 now? Well, I mean... It's soon to be LOT 2000. Yeah. So I'm really not a fan of this era LOD. Why is this that? Is right, this is right around the time where they made um, Hawk into like Mr. Relapse. And well, this, this is, is the exact, this is stuff. the exact moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, which is really weird because it's one of those things like, I don't know. I feel like if you don't watch all the wrestling shows and you just watch some of it. So if you just watch Sunday night heat, you're going to be like, what the hell happened? To the real draws world, you know what I mean. What what happened? Like it was last week and the week before. And all now it's there was nothing. <clears throat> yeah. Now draws is in the midst of the LOD uh, scandal 
you know? This, uh, was it Hawk? Hawk was not in the match because Jaws, taking his, Jaws took his place because they kept saying, Hawk's in no shape to wrestle. Um, yeah. And he, it always, I always beg to like question this, is that what was reality and what was fiction? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I always thought about this with Scott Hall too, because Scott Hall, there were times where people have gone on record to say he was inebriated. Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah, allegedly, people <laughs> have said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I just say allegedly because you know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I wonder at times were there times when Hawk, you know was like were, uh, why like this was all of a sudden yeah to me and i know they were doing that thing a couple weeks ago with hawk and animal but why draws you know i don't yeah, know well, he was the, he was the big boy on heat yeah and he, you would say in these last couple weeks the big boys on heat were jeff jarrett draws and edge Those yeah were, you know the draws the so draws was a draw <laughs> draws was a draw so you you know it would make sense that he would be helping animal out at this point yeah uh so draws an animal uh take it to the tag team champions there but the top the top guys quickly take over uh double arm ddt to draws by mankind uh then we are introduced to shane and his friend of the week michelle 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 has a tongue ring but they can't tell us why because you know yeah uh fun fact i actually had a tongue ring when I was I when I was I've sixteen, no, when I was sixteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, no, I took that out years ago, man. Um, I really was into this girl, and she wasn't mm-hmm. like, "You should get one for me." Mm-hmm. It was just more like she was getting one. She's like, "You should do it too," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." And yeah, I just yeah. got it, and then I had it in for years, and then all of a sudden I started biting down on it, and then I would like chip my teeth. Oh. You know, it was just like the dumbest. I mean, not the dumbest thing I've ever. Done. I've done you dumber know, it's, shit. It's being a kid, man. It's being a teenager. It is. You gotta, you gotta live and learn, right? Now there's a hole in my. Take your bumps. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I also, I also had a lip ring right here too. But hmm. anyways, we'll move on. Uh, let's see, Michelle, like I said, tongue ring. Shane is really pushing the narrative of uh, Kane and Undertaker being in th- oh, that. Oh yeah, that too. But Kane and the Undertaker being in cahoots with one another. Uh, Animal and Kane go one on one. Mankind brings a chair into the ring, but is knocked out of his hand. Uh, Animal hits a power slam to Mankind on the chair. Draws and Mankind are battling on the outside. Um, and then uh, we get kind of like a cool LOD comeback by Animal with the running shoulder tackle. And Animal, mm-hmm. I thought, looked really good in this match. He did, but you could tell he lost a, a step or two. But, I mean, he didn't look horrible. He didn't look like Vader last week. Yeah. Oh, def- no, no, no. Uh, Kane takes control, hits a tombstone, pi- uh, tombstone pile driver on Animal. He gets the pin and the win. Oh, actually... I'm gonna say it. This match was a six out of ten for me. I mean, I thought the action really? was pretty. I thought the action was pretty crisp in the ring. Uh, there okay. was no long headlocks. The um, there, you know, the cutaways were a little damaging, but mm-hmm. it was a part of the Attitude Era, so I can't really cite the, you know, like the tongue ring thing and right. things like that. It's just like you could talk about it and laugh at it and say that was stupid, but you can't say, oh, well, this match was bad because Shane and his friend. You know, mm-hmm. who apparently, who I think is the same girl that was on uh, Bill, the fake Bill Clinton's lap one year at Survivor Series. I mm. digress. Um, but yeah, like I said, I thought this was a pretty good match. What do you think? Yeah, it was, it was a decent match. Did you catch where Draws got busted open early in the match? 
it was it wasn't he didn't even get busted over that much though but it was like on the top of his head somewhere his head yeah his hair yeah, yeah. yeah a little square of hair that he has yeah no i didn't see exactly where he got he got that cut but i think it might have been the ddt by uh mankind yeah yeah but i mean what good match or what do you think yeah no it was decent i'm i wouldn't write home about it but for a Sunday night heat you know it was pretty good i liked um i mean compared to a lot of matches you see nowadays too you know what i mean yeah yeah totally totally um i liked the next match better but there was a segment in between this match <laughs> so we get jacqueline this is her mm-hmm. uh sunday night heat debut because she just debuted on monday night raw the week before um she made her debut like i said on well i guess not on raw the week before because she won a, wasn't she in the bikini contest you're right she was in a bikini contest that was where, where she beat sable and she won this trophy and then on monday night raw sable stole the trophy and gave it to luna vachon because jacqueline screwed her out of the bikini contest because but you know luna vachon, though? Luna vachon she's a She's. I mean, she's a, she's a great looking lady. I mean, everyone's got. Did, did she don a bikini back then? I think she. I think she had a bikini on. I think it was I, kind I of like. Back to the, I think it was kind of cheesy, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go back to the archives. Check it out. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Jacqueline. Oh, she's in the ring. She calls out Sable, and I gotta say it. This is where Shane like hits his like peak douchenish. I think for the episode. Right here. No, well, right here and during the DX spot, but go ahead. So, <laughs> wait till you see the thumbnail then. Um, <laughs> when Jacqueline's coming out to the ring, Shane McMahon's just like, oh, Jacqueline, the baby with back. Keep calling her that. And then every mm-hmm. time Jacqueline was talking, he goes, oh, you go, girlfriend. You go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was just like, <laughs> fucking Christ, Shane, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the late 90s, and at that point, you, you, a lot of people were acted like that. It was, you know, it's like, oh. Ha, yeah, ha, but it, ha, you ha, always get douche chills no matter what. Uh, and I can't believe he was so tone deaf back then still, too. How old was he at that point? That's what Maybe I want to in his early 30s? Oh, my God. No, really? No, no, no. It can't be. He uh, had to be in his 20s because but, it was 98. But, no, it's just. 2008, 2018. Oh, he was born in 1970. Oh, my God. So 28 years old. Yeah. Oh, he was 28 so, yeah. years old. He should have been. Yeah. Oh, he's a Capricorn. Oh, wow. That's that's unfortunate for that us. Explains it all. You know what? That's not <laughs> fair. No, I, I have no idea about astrology. So, uh, yeah. January 15th, uh, 1970. Actually, his birthday is two days before mine. So, mm. so it looks like we have something in common. Uh, it's not racism. I swear. It's not racism. It's it's <laughs> it, it it might just I don't know. Now I'm just gonna move on. Uh, I think I dug okay, myself so in the yeah, hole. Um, Sable says something to the effect that I'll beat you at anything. Well, at uh, a bikini match. Yeah, at Sable, a wrestling match. Jacqueline goes. Match. J- Jacqueline goes. Put down that cheap wine and come down here, you swine. And I don't know if they were trying to go for this like rhyming or rapping gimmick, or she just that just came out. But yeah, the, I, could, I could totally see the the writers like Vince Russo. I see him in the back. Can oh, you, you got to jive. Oh, you got jive. Yo, you, you know, got to like go out there, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sable comes out. She goes, she goes, I like my wine fine, but my men finer. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, Jack or Jackie, she wants her trophy back. Uh, Sable says, uh, any competition, she throws a bikini contest, a match, or you know, even. An arm wrestling contest, like whatever. It's just like something that everyone does. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's what? at the beginning of Raw the next day, because, you know, I jumped to the next episode. They announced at the first one minute, and tonight we're going to see an arm wrestling match between Sable and Jacqueline. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah, they kind of teased it last night. Sounds fun. Turn. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, yeah, so... It, yeah. Oh, and then she goes, she was, or even an arm wrestling a match because uh, I'm ready to drop the bomb on you. And they're like, well, she means the sable bomb. I'm like, yeah, 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 we, yeah. we, we know we, we get it. We don't need your crutches. Yes. But you know, one thing I did notice about this is that, did that? you see the ringside? I did, how young was everybody at the ringside? Are you talking about the fans or are yeah, you talking about the fans? The- yeah, yeah, yeah. The fans. Oh. <clears throat> like, I'm not saying kids. I'm saying they were like between the ages of like 15 to probably in their early 30s. Yeah, totally. And just like wilding out, like drunk, having fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like maybe acting too much of a fool sometimes. But yeah, well, McFoley <laughs> said it last week. You could throw in your garbage and throw your drinks in the ring. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the type of crowd that would do something like that. A whole bunch of, you know. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, WCW. That was they were fucking. That was the word. They would every WCW. Every every WCW. (laughs) Well, they would throw chairs. But um, every WCW show, WCW show I went to. I remember they would like at the beginning of every show. Like if we find you throwing anything, you are ejected. Uh, So, I'm guilty of throwing ice on Scott Hall. I'm sorry, Scott. Whatever. I I was just a kid. (laughs) If you're just a kid, was it big, big buff Scott Hall? Like or was it yeah. or was it no, outsider? It was, like, it was like year one Scott Hall. Oh wow, that's like when he murdered somebody, Scott Hall. Mm. Well, Scott Hall, I'm talking about year one NWO. Oh, so outsiders. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's still scary, but he was yeah, he, he was more like I'm gonna stab you, scary, not like I'm gonna break you in half, scary. He wasn't diamond stud. That's that's what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, then it cuts to, I, I love this, because it cuts to Edge's theme song and his Titan Tron, his generic-ass 90s Titan Tron, where it just shows him in an alleyway, cutting to his name, back to him in an alleyway, him running down the alleyway, back to his name, back to him in the alleyway, back to his name, him running down yeah, the at alleyway. One, at one point, he was like by a big garbage dumpster, like smashing a chair or something, right? So... It's just funny how they had it on air because the thing was is that Jacqueline and Mark Marrow were still in the ring and they didn't want the, just to see them walk out. And that was a big thing about – I always thought was really weird about WWF, especially back in the day, is that they never wanted to see people walk out. Yeah. Like I, I don't get it. I get, people will have to go somewhere. They just disappear. Yeah. Are they supposed to disappear, Vince? Or? No, that's an old wrestling rule, I think, that you know, it kind of damages the illusion. But, you know, it's it's old school. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So it's Edge versus Too Sexy Brian Christopher. And actually, this is pre-Too Cool. Yeah. This was my match of the night, actually. You think? Really? I mean, yeah. it, was a good ma- it was a good match. Uh, Brian and Scott Too Hot, like I said, they're not too cool yet. Still portraying a flamboyant tag team. Christopher um, charges Edge, uh, but misses. They brawl. Edge uh, still has his jacket on because, you know, he's just that. He's a, he's a dark enigma, you know. Uh, <laughs> Edge hits a scary-looking electric chair slam to Christopher which only gets a two count. Uh, we see Dustin Reynolds on the outside in the crowd with a sign that says, the choice is yours. The choice 
is yours. Can you like put me on game to what this is all about? I don't remember this at all. Evangelical, it was like, don't watch TV kind of BS. Mm. So, I mean, that's what I, I, did we ever look up WWMD? Maybe you should look that up and I'll run down this match. I mean, if you can, but if not, let's see. Uh, Edge eventually crotches Christopher on the corner post. We have a sunset flip powerbomb to Edge by Brian Christopher. Dustin now has a new sign that says, he's coming back. He's (laughs) coming. I wonder who he's talking about because, you know, it's, it's not God. We know God didn't come back. I mean, not yet. That that's a later two thousand storyline for WWE. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, when Vince didn't he like wrestle God or something? It was it's like HBK and God or something. It was something to do with something. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, anyways, so yeah, he uh, we have a nice looking bulldog to Edge off the top rope. Edge uh, catches Christopher off the top rope, hits a spine buster to Christopher, and skull crushing finale to Edge, which I thought was really cool. Because I'm like, hey. Mm-hmm. Skull crushing finale. That was pretty cool. That's the Mrs. Finisher. Uh, Christopher miss. Actually, I think this is my match of the night too. Now that I look at my score, uh, Christopher see. misses, misses his shrieking leg drop because that's the only thing I could call it. It was just a leg drop off the top rope where he goes. Ah! <laughs> so the shrieking leg drop, um, he has a good streak too, by the way, edge hits a flat liner to, sh- and then, uh, Shane, what Shane calls a twisting neck screw. He goes, Oh, he hit the tw- twisting neck screw. I'm like, there was no. What does that guy know? There was no. Okay, uh, but Edge gets the pin in the win over Brian Christopher. I give it a seven out of ten. This is a pretty damn good match. Uh, it wasn't consistently interrupted by constant cuts, and at no point was I at all bored. I was totally into the action. Yeah. There was actually a couple points that I thought were like, "Oh my god, did he really get him?" Yeah, and you um, actually thought Brian Christopher had a chance. I mean, yeah. Kind of, but you know, me, you knew he was a, a fighting chance. Yeah, like he put up yeah. a fight. It wasn't like mm-hmm. today's standards where, you know, somebody goes in there and they get a couple hits and then all of a sudden squashorama. Yeah, it, it's like it's like okay, um, the the guy doing the squashing. Let's just say Braun Strowman beats up on I don't know um, James Ellsworth. James mm-hmm. Ellsworth then starts punching Braun because now uh, he's now he's getting a comeback and now Braun's going to beat him. Oh, match over. Braun wins. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you should beat him. Because James Ellsworth sucks. Anyways, let's move on to. Okay, yeah, uh, I couldn't find anything. Uh, well, you, I thought this was going to be your Maybe match. Of the, yeah, that's okay. I thought this was going to be your match of the night. Bart Gunn versus Vader. Oh God. So actually, oh, yeah. So actually, hold on. Before this, though, we get the um, the preview that the next night on on what do you call it? On Monday Night Raw. Uh Oh, it's actually after this. I'm going to just tell now then. Whatever. Uh, On the USA Network on Monday Night (laughs) Raw that we're going to get a triple threat match. Dan Severin, Dan the Beast Severin versus Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart. And guys, stay tuned after this show because it's going to be the bonus uh, review we do today. (laughs) We're not going to do this every week, so don't don't get used to it. But this week, we're doing a bonus review, the triple threat match. And wait till you hear what we have to say. Yeah. And on paper, this sounds amazing. Bart Gunn versus Vader. Something that doesn't sound amazing on uh, yeah. paper. Godfather's well, forget, on, yeah. Godfather's on commentary and he's uh he's lighting up the cigars, passing one to Shane. They're smoking and, cigars. And he has a PhD. Uh, a, a player hater degree? Pimp and hose degree. Oh. <laughs> I I kinda like the the new nation was this 
they I felt like they could have went a little further with it if they wanted to go like fully heel. Like I know the Nation of Domination, like it's dated the you know the African guys and they're portrayed as heels. You know what I mean because mm-hmm. they're African nationalists or however they're portrayed. You know, mm-hmm. and um, to me to me. If they were portrayed as faces that was cool but the new nation could have always been the heel team mm-hmm. no question about it because the rock came in and kind of introduced this like shady like you guys want to make money this is how we're going to make money you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not with this over here and then like i don't know i felt like then you could have had like a Farouk versus rock match you know what i mean because yeah, Farouk totally. comes back and then goes like this isn't how the nation was built I, just, I rewrote the whole nation yeah. of domination to make them faces right there. Look <laughs> at that, Vince. You want to just give me full creative control. Just give it Maybe to me, Vince. Later. Give it to me, Vince. Anyways. Uh, the two men lock up. They go back. They, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This match kind of sucked. They, oh, so that's what it was. They lock up and then they let go. They lock <laughs> up and then they let go. Vader starts throwing strikes. Gunn gets uh, early up uh, with a stalling suplex, gets Vader up. Hey, this match sucked. It did. Uh, they brawl in the out. I felt like they didn't know what they were doing with one another. I, I you know. Like, is that, I, I is just, that me? Is that just me? No, I lost interest in this match so many times. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. It, I restarted this match three times. It's not even losing interest. It like, was, I walked away, went to the fridge, came back. I was like, oh, I gotta rewind it. It wasn't even losing interest. It was. Did they? Because when they kept locking, it felt like they locked up and go, "What are we gonna do?" I don't know. Okay, let's like do it. They didn't hear each other. Okay, let's do it again. What do you want to do? I, I still don't know. Skid. Okay. Fuck. So uh, they the roll. The- what do we do? Let's get out. Track. Vader's then tossed into the stairs. Then Godfather goes after Gun. We get a DQ finish. Uh, I give this a three out of ten. This match was B A D bad. Uh, According to last week, he uh, Vader fought Mark Henry like. And that was a bad Did, match too. The logic is lost on me on over here. Well, Vader, I understand Vader that, won by DQ last week, so we're on Vader Watch to 1998. Yeah, and I understand that they want to weaken Vader for. Was it no? They want to weaken Bart Gunn for the next. Well, match. Bart Gunn wins. No, Bart Gunn yeah, wins. But he's, oh yeah. On Raw, he's going oh up. Oh my against, god! Did I just spoil um, the Brawl for all? I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> he's going up against um, Godfather. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. the thought, but see, it, it doesn't match the logic from last week. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Vader DQ win. Now DQ loss. I'm writing this down right now. Mm-hmm. I'm... Okay, and then we get it's the old Shamrock recap we talked about earlier. But after this, we get a debut from a brand new WWF superstar. Uh, oh, uh, Gen Grill. He mm-hmm. makes his debut uh, in a nice leather jacket, <laughs> right. mind you. Okay, I, tr- I, I, I was supposed to look this up earlier, but I, th- I think you might know this. What was that role-playing game that was like a role-playing book game, but it was like vampires? I don't know. Vampire role-playing. I'm just such a vampire role. Vam- yeah. Maybe Vampire the Masquerade? I mean, uh, it's a tabletop yeah, role-playing game. Oh, yeah, yeah, by White... Well, yeah, that's what it is. So I think that's... Oh, that's definitely what it is because my stepdad always had the books and I recognize that cover. Uh, so Vampire the Masquerade, I think, is what Gin Grill was technically based off of because mm. I remember every... The video game, they would say the name Gin Grill. I think cause that's mm. the name mm. comes from it, um, is owned by... Uh, White Wolf Entertainment or whatever it was called. Right. Uh, but him and uh, not Scotty Too Hotty, but Scott Too Hot Taylor, 
Uh, they have a match. Uh, like I said, this is Gangrel's debut. Uh, he takes it to Scotty Too Hot. I'm just going to fucking say Scotty Too Hot. Uh, with yeah. strikes and slams and elevated DDT to Scotty. Uh, Gangrel gets the pin in the win. Uh, Gangrel looks crisp. It was a five out of 10. It was a decent match. You know? Gangrel, he looks, you know, I want to say rejuvenated, but it's 2020, not yeah. 98. So 98, you know, he looked crisp. He looked good. I yeah, can understand definitely. why he signed him. Uh, he definitely will lose the leather jacket in upcoming weeks. Yeah. So we're also on leather jacket watch 1998. <laughs> uh, next up is a segment that I didn't forget about, but I forgot how long it went on for. It's called like three minutes. How, well, not that, but how long it went on for a year, like throughout the years. Yeah. I forgot yeah. how long Tiger <laughs> Ali Singh was around because I looked him up afterwards. Cause I remember that name. Um, but then I'm like, I see all these like n- not newer pictures, but I would say like, not uh, ruthless aggression era pictures of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. huh? Okay. Uh, so he comes out to the ring because he. This is a segment called "How Low Will Americans Go." Mm. Pretty, pretty low, actually. Um, yeah. Singh's assistant Abu, who's his name, uh, wow. p- picks a man from ringside who looks an awful lot like Kevin Dunn. I'm not gonna lie, this guy looks <sighs> like he can be Kevin Dunn's family. Maybe. Uh, have you seen Kevin Dunn before? I've seen him before, but it, you know. Those big, I, it was like those giants. This guy's like kind of nerdy. I'm not trying to rip on him. He's kind of nerdy. He comes in the ring. Mm-hmm. He has a DX shirt tucked into his like shorts. Who does that? Who tucks in a t-shirt? <laughs> I mean, guys, I guess you tuck well, in your t-shirt. I guess if you're not cool today, in the '90s, you really weren't cool because like you can be not cool nowadays and it's cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just individualism, true, okay. like whatever, mm-hmm. which is cool, whatever. But you know, it's not like uh, untuck your football jerseys, untuck your <laughs> baseball jerseys. Untuck. Yeah. All you. The only uh, thing that goes tucked is a button up. Unless it's a French tuck, just like through the front of you know, just a little bit in the front, just to show off the belt you're wearing and that you have a nice. Uh, if, well, if your name is Gangrel, that's a, that's appropriate. Maybe not yes. Gangrel. Well, I learned it on Queer Eye. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. The French tuck works apparently. So, anyways, this man comes in the ring. He eats a worm for five hundred bucks. I would have. Ah. I would have done it. Well, actually, I don't know. Can you get salmonella poisoning from a worm? That's the thing. You you can get worms from eating a worm. That's the thing. Can you? Well, look, aren't those earthworms, like, when you cut it in half, doesn't it, like, grow again? Doesn't, like, regrow its its tail? Oh, you're right. So it's just, like, worms are in your body. Oh, he does have 500 bucks, though. I don't know. I guess. Is that going to pay for your doctor's visit? Oh, yeah. I mean, I (laughs) am. Yeah, I, I would have got. I probably would have got swept up. I'm like five hundred dollars. Eat a worm. I'm like, let me pull out my iPhone and check if we can get someone else. Wait, it's 1998. God damn it, I don't have yeah, an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the man eats a worm. Sings promo was super weak, and yeah. And he had a rug. Did you notice that? In the ring? No. In his head. Oh, was it an actual like it was, rug? It was a rug from here to here, oh, and my then God. Like, the rest of it was a ponytail. Watch it again. Like, do you mean like a toupee or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like an actual like rug. Like a real rug. I'm like, no, that's extremely racist. I don't remember that. And I, <laughs> oh god. No, I was looking at his head. Like, what's wrong with his hair? And, oh, that's a rug. Because it didn't match the sides. Like his sideburns, it didn't match. Oh, okay. That's but why later he has he had, a rug on. All right, let's and see. A very bad one at that. Uh, then we go into our next match of the night: DX. Triple H and X-Pac versus Southern Justice, the team of Dennis Knight and Mike, was it Catterberry? 
Canterbury. I think so. Yeah. What did I write down? Cannonberry. That's what it was. Cannonberry. Cannonberry. Uh, Southern Justice. They totally get the jobber entrance, and I just I feel like WWE is over. Like Vince is over this gimmick already. Oh, yeah. Like he's just like I don't care. Just go out there and fucking get squashed. Don't spit mm-hmm. in my goddamn ring. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, don't spit on my goddamn ring. Maybe he's like, looks gross on TV. You, Vince doesn't like germs. He never liked germs. You know what I mean? I don't know if they had hand sanitizer back then, but. No, they didn't. And he was younger, so he's probably more virile. He probably mm-hmm. got it. How dare you? Uh, but Southern Justice, like I said, they get the jobber entrance. X-Pac and Dennis Knight start the match. They go back and forth, hitting a oh, spine. Can bu- we talk about, before that, can we talk about how Shane is marking out to DX and acting a fool? Oh, yeah. So uh, when DX cuts their ent- uh, entrance, you know, for everyone in attendance, and the millions watching around the world, and Triple H says, and for one uh, heir to the WWF uh, fortune, which is really weird because he's telling the kid to suck it. He's like, suck my dick is what he's mm-hmm. saying. And he's Shane like, is, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, suck <laughs> it, suck line. it. <laughs> oh my God. I get to suck it first. Like. Okay. Yeah, you be you. Individualism. That's good. Right on, Shane. You're going to fit right in. Yeah, and little, little did either of those gentlemen know, Triple H is now the heir. It's mine now. Now you really can't suck it, you peasant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first in line. <laughs> they go back. and Yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was bad. And I guess like the week before on Raw, China flashed the camera with her butt. Mm-hmm. And um, Shane's just like, oh. China, you know, she's got she's got a nice she's got a nice uh, rear end. Why mm-hmm. didn't Why didn't he say, "Oh, China's got back, huh?" Yeah. Why didn't uh, he say, yeah. "Oh, baby got back, China, huh?" Woo, go girl. Very good. Seems point. like Very he just said point. it to Jacqueline, and for China, he was like, "Oh, well, she has a nice rear end." She has a nice touch. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom's watching. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. My, my mom probably watches. I don't care. Hi, mom, if you're watching. But um, uh, yeah. So let's get back to the match, shall we? Um, <laughs> Xbox and Knight start the match. They go back and forth with Xbox getting a spinning heel kick, knocking Knight down to the ground. Uh, apparently, Pac, or sorry, <laughs> that's confusing to me because we have a match with Xbox. Apparently, though, Pack Blue. <laughs> I wrote Pack Blue, not Pacific Blue. The show Pacific Blue right. had its highest rating this week. Because Triple H is on the show. It was all due to Triple H, no one else. Not Jamie going porno style. But uh, it was Triple H. It wasn't Jamie going porno. This week, a young boy sees a drug deal, and then he has to do something and something Uh, and something. And La Femme Nikita silk stockings and then stay tuned and uh, i'm sure shane was like yeah south park yeah fuck yeah <laughs> what, what 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 else what what were they watching the night late 90s not Chappelle's show that wasn't happening yet uh mama's family was that a thing still no that was that's more wcw was, era yeah uh canterbury though hit some deep stomps on triple h uh we get a bronco buster tonight deadlift a deadlift face buster to x-pac by canterbury which looked a little brutal these guys in the attitude era they didn't hold back when they hit their slams yeah uh so then apparently jeff jarrett just appears in the ring and gives x uh no well it wasn't a hair a full haircut not a full haircut because no, he, we're not we're, the slab nuts haircut. No, we're he had leading a little to, bit of a trim. We're leading to a hair uh, a hair versus hair match coming up mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. So I no, wonder. Remember, he had the Ric Flair locks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like two weeks before. Okay. Now this week he had a little bit of a trim. So 
Jeff Jarrett appears, gives X-Pac the low blow, so DX gets the win by disqualification. Um, the wrestling was solid in this match. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Canterbury was an absolute beast. Knight looked good. There was no spitting, so that's great. I, that was an automatic they, they got, 10 points for me. At. They totally got yelled at. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff Jarrett, though, pulls out a pair of clippers. Begins to give X-Pac a haircut. Billy Billy Gunn runs down to the ring as fast as he can. At, like, as fast as he can. And Jeff Jarrett just, Jared like, gingerly is just like, oh, okay, never mind, bye. He just strolls out of the ring. Like, yeah, oh, he almost like got him. Steps and he's gone. One, two. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's leading to a match at SummerSlam coming up in a couple weeks. Um, Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac. It, it looks like it's going to be hair, hair versus hair. So, and I think it does lead to that. So, mm-hmm. which would lead to Slap Nuts making his debut with those ears finally showing. My favorite. That's a 50 plus reference right there. Uh, you, you get your ears lowered or you get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. You've never heard that, really? No, no. Oh, no. my God. That's my boss always said it. You get your ears lowered. <laughs> like, yeah, get it. I got a haircut. Isn't the same thing as, do you get your haircut? No, I got them all cut. Yeah. <laughs> Same, yeah. Uh, So, the main event. Undertaker, his in-ring promo. He's going to come out and either confess he's been working with Kane or deny he's been working with Kane. Either way, he's going to say something. He comes out. He says, I came out here. Austin. He's he's talking to Austin. Austin, I challenged you like a man. When I became number one contender to the World Wrestling Federation Championship, I vowed you'd be the safest SOB in the WWE. I just envision, like, Undertaker carrying Austin out like the bodyguard, (laughs) you know, and Austin's like, thank you, Undertaker. I appreciate it. No problem. They kind of have the same voice. Exactly. Um, he says, I did everything in my power to protect my investment and my shot at the World Wrestling Federation title. Uh, but one person I couldn't protect you from was yourself. Because you pissed me off. Because you see, boy, you done bleeped me off. They couldn't oh, say pissed. Right. I always thought it was weird how they couldn't say pissed. I was, yeah. I was like, it's just pee, guys. Really, guys? Like, it, they're not. Well, it's not even. They're not even saying like pee. Like, pi- yeah. I'm pissed off. Is like, everyone it's not says the same that. Definition. I'm pissed off. Yeah. Don't piss me off. That's what. Yeah. Austin. Oh, and did you see the uh, fan at the front row? He was pissed oh, off too. I I swear to God, I I wrote that down. I I <laughs> I, I don't know how I skipped it. This kid, and I don't want to rip on him because. I don't know if there was something wrong with the guy. True. But he was, there was spit coming down. I don't know if he was pissed drunk. He was, you did that to me, Undertaker. (laughs) I'm like, like he couldn't contain it. If I was with that person, I'd be like, yo. (laughs) We're going to smoke a a little joint. Chill the fuck out. out Yeah. I, oh, it was bad. I felt, I, Mm. I feel bad for the guy because, like I said, like I, there was a part of me that didn't want to write it down because it was like, if, I, if that guy is just somebody who there's, you know, not, I'm not going to say something wrong, but like there's something different about his no, no, learning. Sometimes when, you his know, kids learning are perception. On the spectrum, they react to things socially different than, you know. Uh, and um, I don't want to sit there and point that finger either and say that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We I don't know the if truth, that was but, the case. You know, this guy was overly. He was believing. I was. Ne- I would never. I. I've never been like that. Yeah. No. This guy's believing. 
the 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 make believe too the much. The only time I've ever seen anyone come close to that is when I was six and my cousin was seven, and we found out Hulk Hogan turned heel and he ripped the the my buddy pillow he had. You know the wrestling oh buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's like, but it was, a, it was he was a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he was a child, yeah, six. Yeah, and Austin broke our hearts. No, this kid was between fifteen and eighteen. I thought the guy was like in his early twenties. Oh, really? Yeah. I he, maybe I was giving him, you know, some credit. I think you were. Uh, but anyways, Austin, he's backstage and he's bleeped off, and uh, he hears this and he he takes off his fanny pack immediately. He grabs his title and he heads to the ring. Um, that's where I have the Austin fan thing written down. Uh, Taker says, at SummerSlam, I'm going to be up in your face. <laughs> I thought that was the best line. Uh, and then um, he says, I guess I'll meet you at the intersection at the highway to hell and take your World Wrestling Federation title. Okay, so this is where it's starting to heat up. Whew, it's getting good here. I like it. I like mm-hmm. where this is going. Uh, out comes Austin. Okay, Austin comes out. He gets to halfway down the ramp. We get some random pyro. Oh, my God. What was that? It's Kane. It's Kane. He's there. Undertaker's there. Austin's here. What are we going to do? Show's over. See you tomorrow night, folks. The, what the fuck happened? Nothing the happened show now. just ended. They stared each other down. That was bullshit. Backstage. Can you imagine being there? That was well, You bu- know, they, they, gave us, they gave them a show. That was ridiculous. But no, that's right. the thing. Some people at the show saw what happened. And you even hear Shane yell, uh, wait, don't go. When the mm. show cuts off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Shane's right. They should not have cut that off. They should. What the fuck happened? Like That's it's the old school 1986 trick where no. road warriors came down and they were about to fight against uh, Luger and Sting and they go off the air. It's ridiculous. They should have. Well, you know what it was. Pack Blue was up next and uh, they had to get going for that. They couldn't have an overrun because it was a never out of time. And they're and they're riding the wave of the super ratings from last week. I thought that was bullshit. I was I was legit pissed when I got to this finish of the mm-hmm. show. The show just ended with Kane on one side, Taker on the other. It's not like they corner him, but Austin's in the middle. Like what if the show was just like, all right, guys, thank you, thank you for coming out. Drive safely, yeah, drive safely, you dumb son of a bitch. And then Kane just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then whatever. But like you know, they would have, they got some sort of ending. That you know what I mean? Yeah, the the, the crowd there got the ending. Um, and there was no follow up on Raw. No, on Raw it there starts was, with uh, Stone Cold smashing into Vince's um, office. Yeah, there, there were there was there was not even it wasn't even like last last night them two some bitches cornered me and I had to fight yeah. my way out, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they were fighting together or separately. Sure, that's no, great. No this, this is this is like the first example of Sunday Night Heat not being in continuity with Raw. No, not, I mean I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. All right, so that was Sunday Night Heat, and now time for your bonus review. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Okay, so it's Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart versus Dan Severn. Holy fuck, was this the worst triple threat match I have ever, ever, ever fucking seen? I'm sorry for using so much profanity, YouTube, but... This is the lamest two-on-one not being a two-on-one without being a two-on-one? Anyway, I, I don't know. Match. The only thing I liked about it is Dan Severn's music played at the beginning of it, and he has the best theme music ever. 
<laughs> like, like it, it is honestly the best theme music. I'm not going to sing it for you. Maybe I'll play a little bit for you. Um, but the nation, they come out to the ring with O&R and they're tossed from ringside without like, I don't, I don't know why they even came out with, o- you know what I mean? Yeah, there was no explanation as to why they were escorted out. Maybe if the commentary was like, oh, the nation is being tossed from ringside, I'm sure Owen's going to have a really hard time with no backup tonight. Right. Uh, Owen charges Shamrock. Severin is just standing there because he he's smart. He doesn't give a shit about WWE, I think. And I think at this point he was just – he was done. Yeah. Because yeah, so, yeah. uh, he was – He's going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, back and forth between Shamrock and Hart. Uh, the Nugget chants start, and they were loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Severin, Severin, he's still standing there, mind you. Uh, Hart and Shamrock continue to exchange maneuvers. Severin eventually gets involved to break up a count. Uh, Shamrock has an ankle lock locked in on Hart. Severin gingerly applies this rear chokehold. He's just like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. And uh, he wins by submission. (laughs) Like, that was it. Like, Dan Severin was like, oh, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to win this match. Thank you. Can you, thank you. Hi, I won the match. Uh, So, yeah, he won by submission victory. Uh, This match, you know, despite it being so crappy, I gave it a three out of 10. Um, I didn't give it like a one. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I'm sure I'd give other triple threat matches in the future a lower score. But for the three best guys in the business, this could have been just a little bit better. Just a little bit. But the wrestling between Owen and Shamrock was good. Oh, and they're in cahoots. Uh, um, Severin and Owen, even though Severin never joined the new nation. Mm-hmm. I think it was just for the lines. I think I honestly, I think this is Dan Severn just being like, well, I'm out of here. Who do you want me to give the robe to? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What did um, you think? Yeah, I, I saw the same thing as you did. Ken was really good. Um, and he was still pretty new into business now around this time. Ken Shamrock. He, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. He was in MMA, but he, yeah, um, yeah, but, you know, being in the fake rest and fake fighting business. Hey, apparently we found out on the B show uh, that he is not from Sacramento, California. Really? Yeah, he's a liar. He's from like, no, like Livermore. Uh, no, Davis. no, no. Uh, let's see. I mean, I was on the with with Michael the other day, and he tells me that Ken Shamrock was born in Warner Robins, Georgia, Georgia, what? and now he lives in Reno, Nevada. Uh, you hmm. know, when you're in Reno. You're in Reno. He's American. What? He's still uh, meeting dates at Impact, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, let's see. He is in a multi- and Yeah. Ken Shamrock. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Was- Dan. Uh, I mean, Dan. Uh, Ken was the hi- the highlight here. Dan, Owen Ken, Owen. and Owen. Yeah. Owen is Owen. You're going to get what you're going to get with him. And, you know, it's always great. Um, Dan, uh, Severin was really, really boring here. Yeah. You, you could tell he was just checked out and just didn't want any part of this. Well, this is also the time when he checked out of the Brawl for All tournament because he said it was going to hurt his career if he was in it. Mm-hmm. So. Dummy. He probably would have won it. So, yeah, it was very convoluted. With, uh, black yeah, but if he, had to, just, if he had to fight pe- people that were untrained like a lot of those people did, then he, you know what I mean? He like, killed somebody. He might have he gotten hurt himself. Mm, you know these guys punched? No. He, w- he wouldn't have got hurt. Yeah. Because anytime um, you fight against someone who throws these wild overhands, it j- it does nothing but leave you open for jabs and straights. So yeah, 
a compact fighter will always win that fight. Yeah, uh, guys, always remember to fight uh, like a uh, rock'em sock'em robot. <laughs> Anyways, that I think that about does it here for us today, tonight. Oh, wait, I oh. want to tell you about the line of the night. Oh, line of the Jose's line of the night. Jose's line of the night. So uh, Ken Shamrock, we know how emotional he gets in the ring. He's yelling at everyone, Blackwood, Blackman, get out of the way, you get out of the way. Oh yeah, Blackman came into that last match. I forgot. And he was uh, talking smack to Sergeant Slaughter. And he says, don't make me come down there and knock 50 pounds off you. <laughs> wow. And that's that's yeah. back. I think they're in the same um, uh, faction eventually in the corporation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the weird moment of this segment was when they come back from break. Um, you know how Blackman was being like, was like trying to cool Ken Shamrock out. Like, or did oh, like no, just throw shit backstage? Easy. Yeah, they were both going, you know, nuts backstage. Like Ken put them up during uh, commercials. You better have my back. Let's go back there and find them. And it's like they ass. had to have something to drink when they went back there and someone gave them pre-workout drink. Yeah. And they're just like, because, you know, nothing else will hype you up like that besides yeah. pre-workout drink. Maybe a rail would too, but. A, a pre-workout drink. You're right. Powder. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's really the best way to stay up to date with us at City Wrestling Radio. All the cool things we post on Instagram. Um, yeah. And like I said, on YouTube, please click anything you see below. Anything. I'll click. Check out some of our old shows, the old B shows. So check out the new B show. I'll be back with a new episode of the B show. We got a bunch of scheduling changes this week. Just because so everyone changed their schedules on us. Uh, so, I mean, I guess I can say it at this point, if you're really that big of a fan, you stay to the very end. Um, so, the coming this Wednesday night, Thursday morning, we will have an we will have an episode of the B Show, me and Michael. But we will be talking news and NXT. There will be no AEW Dynamite. Me and Michael will be back Saturday night, Sunday morning. For our and you might be there too. I may be there. Yeah. For our NXT Takeover slash AEW Dynamite review, and then mm -hmm. me and you will also be back for two shows on Sunday. One retro our retro heat show that we do episode four, mm -hmm. finally, and um, our SummerSlam review show. So this heat, yeah, heat happens before SummerSlam, correct? Yes. Well, this heat that we're watching next week is episode four, so it's a week before um, mm -hmm. SummerSlam. The episode five is the pre-show to SummerSlam. Okay. So, guys, like I said, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR405, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Oh.